I was pretty bummed this week. I wanted to record so many times, but just had so much work to do. I couldn't find time for myself. So then I took my own advice and started to talk to myself like I would a close friend. And I said, Mark, take time out for yourself and do what you love doing. And here I am recording my show. To another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant. And like I said in the opening, this week was tough. And tough in a sense where I was really busy at work, extremely busy at work. And didn't find time to record my show. And I had research I had done, I had topic and you know picked out. I was pretty much ready to go. Pretty much ready to record, edit, get it chopped up, get it uploaded, and I just never found the time. And I told myself, well, just just don't record. One week is not going to be that bad. But I felt bad. Because this is my time. This is my me time. This is my personal reflection. This is my decompression. This is the time that I get to sit back and do something I love, but I was just engulfed by work. And I'm not the only one that's that's busy. The people that are on my team are busy too. And, you know, when they get extremely busy and they have to work extra hours, you know, the advice I give to them is to still take your breaks Still go out for that walk. Still make sure you're taking care of yourself. Because there will always be more work. Whatever we try to do, there will always be more work. If we work 6 hours today, 8 hours today, 12 hours. If we work 24 hours straight, guess what? There's going to be more work. But there's only one of you. So I didn't take that advice. I just kept working and working and working. I didn't take any breaks. I worked overtime. I worked over the weekend, over a holiday weekend. I took time away from my family to get work done. And guess what? Tomorrow there's more work. But then I said to myself, this is the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, May, every year. 
And this would be a good time to mention that, a good time to talk about it, and a good time to do some reflection on how we need to take our own advice and speak to ourselves like we are a close friend. It's tough. I Don't get me wrong. It is tough. Especially a person like me who thinks eyes are on him all the time, who thinks people are judging him all the time, whether near or far, someone is thinking about how bad of a job I'm doing. You know, that type of pressure on somebody is unbearable. And it's easy for someone on the outside to tell me, Mark, you shouldn't think that way. That's not how it is at all. You're doing fine. You're doing great. Take the breaks that you need. But it's so hard for me to tell myself those things. And I think it's good that we at least acknowledge that. Because there are millions of people out there that are dealing with some sort of mental illness every day. And the good thing, the great thing about having a month dedicated to mental health awareness puts it all out there. And don't get me wrong. We shouldn't just think about mental health in May, just like you shouldn't just deal with, you know, black history in February. It's just a month that we can put it out there for the masses. We can really talk about it. It needs to be talked about every day, but a month kind of symbolizes it. And I mentioned this group before the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They do a really good job on mental illness and mental awareness in general, but they do this campaign in May called the You Are Not Alone campaign. And it features the lived experience of people affected by mental illness to fight the stigma and to inspire others and just to educate the broader public. I think we've gotten to a point where we need to make this public. We need to get this out in the open. And I'll tell you why. One, we're going through a a pandemic right now, which is just putting people on edge. But we've been fighting wars, so we've had more military personnel coming home and needing help. We have veterans that go through PTSD that need help. We have a generation growing up with social media that is giving people these expectations 
of how they should look, how they should live, the amount of money they should make, these unrealistic expectations. We have more, you know, two-parent households that both parents work. So we have the stress of the job, coming home. You know, there's so many things that happen in the world we live in today that are unique to this time. And not everybody, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, most people don't have the outlet. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the education of how to deal with stress, how to deal with anxiety. There is more accessibility to bad food. There's more accessibility to alcohol, to drugs. There's more channels on the TV. So basically what I'm saying is that the world we live in today is filled with millions of stressors, millions of triggers. And it's filled with so many things that are easy outs for us and they're easy ways to make us feel better in the short run. Don't ever think any differently, but dealing with your mental health can be hard. It can be frustrating. It can feel like an uphill battle. But for me, when I finally started to understand that this was about a marathon and not a sprint, is when I really started to focus in on my mental health. I know nothing that I do right now is going to fully cure me of how I feel in a minute, in an hour, in a day. What I have come to realize is that it's going to take perpetual training, perpetual acts on my part, therapy, self-therapy. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take me acknowledging how I feel, validating my thoughts. It's going to take all this stuff. And one thing that people need to know, if you're listening, this is what you need to know. If you're down, if you're out, if you're depressed, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you don't know how you're going to make it through tomorrow, if you're worried about money, if you're worried about your family, if you're worried about your health, you're not alone. There are people out here that not only can help you, but there are people out here that want to help you. I'm one of them. 
I want to help you. I, when you listen to my voice and when you listen to this podcast, I want you to know that you are worth somebody's time. You're worth your own time. If you're going down the rabbit hole and it's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper, you might be out of a job. Your family might not talk to you anymore. Or on the flip side of that, you may have a job. You may have a great job and you just don't know how you're going to please your boss. You don't know how you can get all your work done. Your entire family might love you and you don't know how you're going to please all of them at the same time. There are so many spectrums of this. This isn't just confined to one group of people or one person. This is why... People need to be open and honest with each other and with themselves. Someone is going through exactly what you are going through right now. And if they're not going through it right now, they could possibly be going through it tomorrow. Or they could possibly have already gone through it. We can learn a lot from not only our past, but from other people's past. So if you get a chance, go to nami.org, N-A-M-I.org. They have a bunch of resources there. You can even share your story. You can even read other people's story. The campaign I talked about builds connection and increases awareness with the digital tools that make connection possible. And this also helps a lot during the climate of physical distancing. And I'll be honest with you, even at times of uncertainty, this community is always there for you. And again, it's called the You Are Not Alone campaign. Look it up and please know that you can reach out to me or reach out to anybody. Because even though you feel like you're alone, you're not. And there's plenty of people out here that are willing to help. So, I kind of wanted to talk about something real quick. Of course, that's the purpose of the podcast, is me talking about it. But a lot of stuff has been been going on with the Relatively Normal podcast, with just, you know, me branching out and trying to raise awareness. So, I this is the second season, and... I've had some great episodes, I've had some great interviews, and I plan on having more episodes and more interviews. And my relationships have gotten better. And I've really had some good conversations with people in my life about mental health. But in all honesty, thinking of different topics 
doing research, putting the show together, recording, editing, uploading, all that stuff. While it is time consuming, I, I appreciate doing it. Like I, I, I actually enjoy doing this show. But sometimes I don't want to do it. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes I don't think I have the time to do it. And it kind of gets me down. And so I started to think, where is this pressure coming from? Where is this pressure coming from to do a show each week, to schedule interviews, to do research on more topics, to put it out there every week? Where is this pressure coming from? Because no one has forced me to do an episode each week. No one has come to me and, you know, asked if the next episode is on time. I have no, you know, big sponsors that expect me to do the work and are paying me to do the work. This is this is all on my time. I mean, the equipment that I have, I bought it myself. The mics, the headphones, the, you know, all the recording equipment. It's on my dime. I bought it. I purchased it. So where is this pressure coming from to get something out each week? And the answer is me. I'm putting pressure on myself, which in itself is not bad. When we put pressure on ourselves, we expect, you know, good things. We expect a good product. Putting pressure on yourself to be good at something is not necessarily a bad thing. However, putting pressure on yourself with the expectation that something is going to be done and that if it's not done, it's a failure, that's not a good type of pressure. That's not a good kind of pressure. And I'd I'd love an answer to that question with how many of us put unnecessary pressure on ourselves to do something that no one else is asking us to do. How many parents out there put pressure on ourselves to be a perfect parent, to make the perfect meal, to get the perfect outfit, to live in the perfect home in the perfect neighborhood and drive the perfect car to make our kids perfect? Perfection is unattainable. So when you pressure yourself to do something that's unattainable, what sense does that make? It really doesn't make any when, when you think about it like that. And one thing that has come out in therapy, and I, I've mentioned this before, and I've, I, when, I'm, when I was talking to my therapist, is one of my defense mechanisms, one of my go-tos in my brain when I really get backed into a corner is I'm ultra pragmatic in a compartmentalized parts of my life. And I start to think about things in a really slim, simplistic way. And that helps me get through times. That help, helps me get through dark times in my life. For instance, if I'm backed up at work, if it's a Friday afternoon and I really don't want to work over the weekend, and all I'm thinking about all weekend is how much work I have to do Monday, 
I'll tell myself something like, what happens if I don't get that work done on Monday? Seriously, what happens? Is the company going to go under? Is everything that the company worked for going to just disappear? Am I going to lose my job? Are other people going to lose their jobs? Is something really, really bad going to happen if I work my tail off and I can't get all my work done? If I'm honest with my bosses, if I'm honest with the people around me, what's the worst that could happen? When I start to see things that way, because the answer to all those questions is 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 no, the 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 world's not going to end, my company's not going to end, we're not going to go under because of something I did. And as you can see, anxiety and depression puts a lot more pressure and puts a lot more onus on you than there really is. And the funny thing about that is I tell my people the same thing, the people that work for me. Because they'll come to me and be upset and anxious about the work they can't get done. And I'll tell them, listen, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. The company's still going to be here. You're still going to have your job. Do what you can. And the rest will work itself out. There is a fine line to that because there are instances where people aren't carrying their weight where you have people who are not doing the right things, not working hard, not being productive. That is something totally different. And we can talk about that at a different time. But we're talking about something else totally different from that. I always want to do this show. I all, I'm always thinking of different things to talk about. I'm always writing things down. I'm always researching. I'm always talking to people. I'm always lining up people in interview. But sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I want to just take a break. But my brain hates taking breaks. My brain hates binge watching shows and doing nothing for entire days. My brain wants to constantly be productive, whether it's physically by working out, whether it's professionally by working, whether it's personally by doing something for my kids, cooking, cleaning. I want to be active all the time. It is so hard for me to do nothing. So as you can imagine, the fun in my life It comes from a different place than other people. For instance, my wife loves to binge watch and loves, that's how she decompresses. She's a lawyer. She has busy days. She has tough clients. And she likes to come home and just decompress. And her decompression is sitting down on the couch, laying down in bed and watching mindless TV. And I used to give her hell about it. I really did. I mean, I used to you know, say, why don't you get up? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why? And, and it got to a point where it was a point of contention for us because my brain had to be active all the time where hers did not. And I used to hold that against her. But you know what? Looking back, she never held the way my brain worked against me. So now, as we've 
grown together as we've you know made our family as we've grown as a family as we've moved as we've bought property all that stuff as we've gotten older together we've really started to understand and not just understand that's not a, that's not a deep enough word we've started to acknowledge and and really figure out who we are not just as a couple but as individuals living together because let's be honest you can you can understand how someone works but not agree with it and no one's asking you to agree with it no like my, when, I, when I see my wife sitting down watching mindless TV I now know what she's doing she's relaxing she's had a tough day at work because she doesn't not do other things. I mean, there's plenty of stuff she does as a mother, as a wife, as a lawyer, as a professional. There's plenty of stuff that she does. And I appreciate that now. I appreciate who she is and I love her for even more. Because what she's doing is she's taking care of herself. And that's all we can ask of each other is just to take care of each other take care of ourselves so as I wind down this show I want you to know if you're listening to this show that I did not feel like doing it I basically pressured myself into doing it but I pressured myself into doing it because I didn't take any time for myself this week between working and working out and taking care of my family, I think I played a little bit of Xbox, but still, I, I didn't take care of myself this week. And I can feel it. My body feels worn out. I feel tired. I feel listless. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I really need to do a better job this week of making time for myself. And maybe you do too. What'd you do last week? Did you take any time each day for yourself? Did you take a break to go for a walk? We had some beautiful weather here in Georgia, just gorgeous weather. Did you take a break and go for a walk? Did you watch mindless TV for 30 minutes? Did you call your best friend and just talk for 30 minutes? Did you do something that took your mind off of the world and really prioritized yourself? Because that's what this is about, our priorities. Because we have to prioritize ourselves, And that's not being greedy. That's not being lazy. That's taking care of yourself. That's making sure that you put yourself first in some situations. It's great to put your family first. It's great to put your job first. It's great to do all that stuff. But how many times are you putting yourself your physical health, your mental health first in your life. As always, thanks again for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you and take care of yourselves.
Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.